0: Hello, my name is Yana Kalou, and I will be having a conversation with Miles Shalaby for the New York City Trans Oral History Project in collaboration with the New York Public Library's Community Oral History Project. This is an oral history project centered on the experiences of trans-identifying people. It is May 5th, 2017, and this is being recorded at the Center for LGBTQ Studies at the CUNY Graduate Center. So hi, Miles. Thank you so much for for talking with me today. Thank you for having me. So um, tell me your name and your age, if you'd like.
1: Um, I go by Miles, and I'm 22 years old.
0: And what are your pronouns?
1: I go by he and him.
0: Um, How would you describe your gender? How do you identify?
1: I identify as male. When I need to, I identify as trans male.
0: And uh, when and where were you born?
1: I was born in 1994. And I was born in Woodhaven, Queens.
0: Okay. Um, So you've lived in New York City your whole life, or did you move at all?
1: No, I've lived in Woodhaven my whole life.
0: Um, what was it like when you were growing up there?
1: In terms of sexuality? No, what was it like like in in New Haven? Um, in in Woodhaven, it was, um... Or Woodhaven, yes. I like it, I like my neighborhood. Um, I had to see it change, and I think now more than ever, it's a place where everyone has, everyone is different there um, it's okay to be different there. Not as much as, like, Manhattan or, like, certain parts of the city, but, um, it's definitely less of a place where you couldn't be who you were,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like, 20 years ago.
0: Mm -hmm. What were your favorite things to do as a kid there?
1: Um, go to Forest Park, which is not too far from my house, um, there was a lot of, like, candy stores in the area, so I will go there, um, get Icy's. Um, yeah.
0: And what, um, what do you miss the way you said it's kind of changed a lot? Do you miss anything about the way that it used to be? Do you like the way it's changed now?
1: It was definitely safer in the past. Um, I just miss being a kid, <laughs> but no
0: and do you uh, live in the same house that you grew up in or did you have multiple different no, I, places I,
1: I live in the same place oh, in the cool. same house yeah.
0: um, so could you describe a little bit about your childhood and your family background
1: um, well I come from a, an Egyptian household and um, my parents are Muslim so um, I was raised with those ideologies, um, and I have three siblings, I mean three, three sisters and one brother, so I come from a big family.
0: Um, and where are you in the birth order?
1: I'm fourth, and then my brother's the youngest.
0: Yeah. Um, and was your family really, did you grow up um, with religion as a big part of your home life?
1: yeah um I would say like both a, a hybrid of culture and religion was like heavily emphasized growing up um less now cause when you get older it's like you do what you want but and you make your own choices but I've had that instilled at mm-hmm. an early age yeah
0: and that's still a big part of your parents lives and less for you or
1: it's I, well I live with my mom now but um it's it's a big part of her life but because i had it instilled in me like early on it's still a part of my life not as much as she would like but enough for me
0: um what um what were your parents like and who did you grow up with
1: um i grew up with both of my parents till i was 10 um and I grew up with my mom after that, and um in terms of their personalities, my father was more like militant, and my mom was more laid back more than more than he was at least um but overall it was a nurturing environment, I guess
0: um. And what were your siblings like growing up?
1: Well, it's a lot of us. So we all got along pretty much, but we also had a lot of, like, arguments, like kids and stuff when we fought. But um, that was something else that my parents instilled in, in, in all of us, like, no matter what happens, like, this is your family and like you all got that you you guys all have to get along and stuff so we have a very close bond all of us
0: did you share rooms share bedrooms anything like that yeah
1: and I feel like that made us closer because of that Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um and do all of your siblings still live in New York
1: um one of my siblings lives in New Jersey And I see her from time to time, so.
0: I mean, are you in touch with some of them now, or all of them?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're all in touch, yeah. One of my siblings moves in and out and, but two of my sisters, like,
0: we all live together. So, we're still in touch, still around. Um, What were you interested in as a kid?
1: As a kid, I was interested in sports basketball specifically and writing and music Uh, yeah I wanted to be a basketball player
0: where did you play
1: I played in the Beacon Center it was it's like a part of the YMCA in my middle school and I, I I guess I stopped because I think I wanted support from like my family or like my mom specifically and like at the time i was appearing as female and i didn't really know i was trans so um yeah my mom really wasn't cool with me doing boy things so yeah she she didn't support that like i i like my friends that i played with I had, like, their parents there or, like, their siblings there, and I had no one. So I think because I lacked that, I kind of, like, was just like, no, I can't really do this. Mm -hmm.
0: So when you would have games, your parents or your siblings didn't show up?
1: Yeah, they didn't show up. It It was on the weekends, so it was like they intentionally did not want to support that. I still, like played in like my gym classes and stuff like that but and when I used to play on like my block we had like um, basketball hoops out so when my father would see me playing with boys he he would like say something like when I got home and then one day he was just like the next time I see you playing outside with boys like it's not gonna be nice so I, there was no way for me to even do something that I loved, like, as a kid, so.
0: And how old were you when you stopped playing? Um,
1: maybe before I was 12. Oh, yeah, before I was 10. You left. Yeah. And then I would just play, like, in my gym classes, and that was it.
0: And you mentioned really also being into writing. What Did you keep a journal or did you write stories? What
1: I would write stories. And then when I got to like sixth grade, I would write like poems on songs. Like spoken word that I didn't even know was spoken word. Um, yeah, that kind of
0: stuff. Do you remember um, any of your stories that you wrote when you were younger? What any of them were about? or
1: No, but... I remember one was, like, it was, like, about a boy, like, going through stuff, and it was weird, because when I remember that story, I'm like, why did I write about, like, was I, like, foreshadowing something, you know, like, as a kid, because that was before I knew I was trans, so, yeah, I remember that story, because I drew a picture, like, I made a cover to it, so, yeah.
0: Um... And then they kind of turned into poems and lyrics as you got a little older.
1: Yeah.
0: What kinds of things did you, what were some of the topics that you wrote about, that you wrote poems about? or.
1: Um, my father leaving um, and girls and like love or what I thought was love at that time,
0: yeah. Um, and you mentioned that you lived with, with both of your parents until your, I'm um, um, wondering if your, your parents split up yeah and where does your dad live now? I don't know. so you are aren't in touch anymore. No. Is he in touch with your other siblings or
1: Um, he is, but not all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah what is that like for you to not be in touch with him and have him be in touch with other people? Is that your choice or his choice or mixture?
1: In this moment in time, it's my choice. Um, What's it like? It's like, um, I think in this point of my life, I feel like it's good because I don't have to deal with um, someone that I don't really see eye to eye with. But then I also feel like it can be bad because I grew up With my mom mostly, and being a guy, it's like you do need guidance from a man, or or you prefer it. I prefer, you know, having if I if I could choose. Um, ideally, what I would want because there are certain things that my mom can't teach me that. I've overheard my father teaching my little brother that I know he, you know, would have, like, helped me with in terms of, like, my gender identity. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good and bad.
0: And when it, at the time when it happened, what was that like for you?
1: It was intense because I... I had a strong attachment to my father. So, when you have a strong attachment to someone that you you never imagined that they would leave or that you would lose them, um, it's a shock. So, yeah. It was an intense part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because of that, I suffer from, like, attachment issues with just relationships in general, like, friends and, like, romantic relationships, so.
0: Is there anything else that you want to share about your family or what it was like growing up or what what your dad leaving was like? Mm.
1: Well, in terms of, like, since this is about, like, Gender, I feel like because I was struggling or wasn't like fully aware of like who I was, I was kind of outcasted by my siblings, and then like when I grew up and got to an age where I knew who I was, like slowly but surely they like started to accept me more, and it's crazy how. Noticing my my difference and like expressing my difference to them actually made us closer or made us like communicate more, like yeah, strengthened our bond.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what where did you find support when you were going through that really intense time? What were your friends like or your the ways that you got a little bit of like peace when all of that was in upheaval.
1: I didn't really talk about it. I think writing and I was starting middle school. So it was like a new environment for me and I just made friends. I had like a whole bunch of cliques and I just like floated around. But I think I tried to make new connections and like friends to deal with that, deal with my thoughts. Mm.
0: Yeah. And what was your gender presentation at the time? Like what were you wearing? How did you do your hair?
1: In six, I, I was a tomboy. Yeah, I was a tomboy. I was, I dressed like a boy. I wore my hair back in a ponytail. And it was just very hyper like, a hyper little tomboy, yeah. That was my presentation, of uh, female.
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, in terms of, like, encouragement for music and, and writing, did you get some of that from your family or your friends? Did you ever share? Did you ever do, like, open mics or anything like that?
1: Um, for my family, I didn't really share with them, but my sixth grade teacher actually did like talent shows in the class and me and my best friend at the time we were in the same class we actually like had a we picked a song it was like a chris brown song at the time and we just like picked parts in it and we performed and then i remember i was at the back of the classroom because he did his part and I just couldn't so he was just like save all your parts and then just do it at the end like go somewhere in the back and I didn't face the class like I was too scared so I did it like looking at the wall in the back of the class and people still clap. I still felt good that I did it but um yeah that was my first time ever performing
0: it's and like, is that something you've continued
1: Well, the year after that, like, in seventh grade and eighth grade, I was in chorus in the same school, so, but that was, like, something done as a group, but individually, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, do you, um, you mentioned music as well. Did you play anything, or do you play anything now?
1: I played the recorder in third grade, and... No, I have a guitar, but I'm slowly like learning, like on YouTube and stuff, how to play it. It's an electric guitar.
0: So it's like listening to music was like a big part.
1: Yeah, and like yeah. writing songs.
0: You still have some of those old songs? Like in a box somewhere?
1: Yeah, like folded up, actually. Yeah. I was writing and I'm. With with a with a pencil on loose leaf paper and it would just fold them up and put them in a box, literally yeah.
0: Do you ever, have you looked back at them now since you've?
1: Yeah, every every like once in a while, maybe like twice a year, and I just laughed at the stuff I was writing, cause it was just like so dramatic, yeah. Like I didn't know what <laughs> love was, and I was I don't know why I was so heartbroken, yeah.
0: So you had like crushes in like junior high and yeah. high school yeah. yeah, tell me about that
1: um, my first girlfriend was in was in middle school, and i don't know i don't i don't even think she knew what like being gay i don't know, but I told her and like we dated but she had a boyfriend but he didn't go to the school so when I found out like I was heartbroken oh whatever that. Meant. But she
0: something. didn't tell you that she was had a boyfriend
1: no the the crazy thing is that a dean told me the, the dean in my school was like really close with me and I don't know how she knew but she told me like at lunchtime one day and I was just like oh like, and I trusted her and it, it was true so, I just, like, talked to her about it at lunch, and we broke up. Oh. Yeah.
0: Sounds hard for any, at any age.
1: Yeah. It was. That's, like, stuff that <laughs> happens in later in life, but, yeah. And then I had, I had another girlfriend in that school, and then she got kicked out because she was bad. And then, um... And then another girlfriend broke up with me the same day for for a guy. So th- that that's a pattern that happened when, while I was, like, identifying as, like, a lesbian. Which. So you
0: knew from a young age at least that you were a lesbian.
1: Yeah, but I only said those, like, said I am a lesbian to my mom and I think of one other maybe like two other adults but people just assumed and if I was asked I would just say like yeah but I never really said the words and I think it's because I was always unsure and maybe because of the, the the stigma and the culture that I come from but I never really said the words I don't know it's just something that I think about from time. To, like why didn't I ever I think I identified as it just because of how I appeared and if, if I was asked like I would just be like yeah yeah you know but yeah
0: and what was that you mentioned that Your mom was one of the couple of adults you told. What was it like for you to tell your mom? And do you remember, like, where you were? Can you tell me a little bit about how that happened?
1: I told her through text. um, I was on my lunch period at the school that I went to. It was outside lunch. So I told her through text, and she called me and asked me if I was serious. And um, I told her yeah and I didn't go home until really late that day I ended up staying at um my friend's house for a little bit and then I went to my my best friend's house right after um and her sister identifies with the community so I know she was pretty like understanding and um I called my mom while I was there and she was just like, Come home, like it's okay, like God made you this way. And um I remember going home and just like getting a hug and then I guess after that it like set in with her and it wasn't as okay as I thought it was
0: going to be. Um how old were you when you had that phone call in your lunch break?
1: I think I was 15. Yeah.
0: And yeah. who were the other couple of adults that you told or that you got support from?
1: Um, the dean at my middle school, which we're, we're still um, close to the day, And um, I feel like I've told someone else. Um, my my counselor but yeah other than that cause it's different for you to tell an adult something or for them to perceive you a certain way or, and sometimes adults or older people don't know especially when it comes to more of like a sexual orientation thing or that you think it's Someone can just think that you're just dressing a certain way. So I had to give myself a label.
0: And that didn't always feel totally comfortable?
1: No. Yeah. Um In high school, I made... I made... Um, friends at the second high school I went to and there were two um, people that looked like me Um, they appeared female just dressing in um, guy clothes and one of them I got really close to and we were on the softball team together and I just remember her being like very comfortable like changing in the the locker room and like changing like in front of like the other girls on the the team and um, just like being okay with like people asking her questions about her bra size and stuff like that and I, I I respected it 110% but it was just like I didn't understand how we could talk about girls and relate so much as individuals but I just didn't embrace my body the same way that she did. And I didn't have the same like comfort doing things that she did. So that was a time where I just like started like being confused and it wasn't just her. It, I, I, it was like more, It it gave me more of a chance to think about it because I was around her a lot. But there was definitely like other lesbians or Butch people that, you know, made me think too. So yeah, but I just never knew. It was like, if I'm not this, then like, what is it? You know I was just very confused because of the lack of information that I knew about the community.
0: And were you going to high school in Woodhaven as well, or was your high school out of your neighborhood or in your neighborhood?
1: I was going to, um, at that time, I, w- I was in the city. I was going to high school in the city.
0: Um, So when did that, you're I'm talking about your identity and realizing that maybe you were gay and then being like, wait, but I'm not like these other butch cis women that, I'm around, um, when did you start sort of thinking about gender in your life?
1: I think it was way before, like when I was really young, I always had like a a dream, like a reoccurring dream. It's crazy because I've never told anyone this, that I had a, I had a reoccurring dream that I was in a red car, like a convertible. And I was, like, around palm trees and stuff. And, like, there was a girl in the passenger seat. And I was a guy. And I had my shirt off. And I was just driving, like, around the beach and the palm tree. But that... that and then I remember around that time that the dreams kept happening. That I was just, like, young. And I would take, like, you know, like, the blue handballs? And just joke around and put them in my shirt and, like, imitate, like... woman's breasts like or or just try to like joke around like with my mom and my sisters in the house and they would just laugh but I think being that young I didn't know that I was a girl I I really think that I I didn't know that I was a girl and then um
0: like that was funny because you were like kind of like doing drag almost you're like oh look like I'm dressing up as a girl and it's funny
1: yeah and I did it for the sole purpose of like making them laugh it wasn't because I was like, let me just, no. Like, I did it intentionally for that. And then I remember getting in trouble by my father. That he was, like, very aggressive, very, like, militant style. And he didn't like the way that I walked. Like, as a kid, he would just, like, stop walking like that. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, like, walking like, what? But you couldn't really ask him that. But apparently I was walking like a boy. And I got in trouble for sitting like a boy. So, then I, I was in preschool, and I think I mentioned this before, like, that I had, like, shorts that, like, I ended up getting them, like, ripped up, like, right in front of me by him because my mom, my mom bought them for me. And they were, like, guy shorts. Or boy shorts at the time, and I was questioning my gender very early. That like I I didn't know what it was, but I just knew what I leaned towards or what I liked for myself and so.
0: then, can you tell me a little bit about um, the process of like starting to. Learn about like what's the first trans person you ever met or heard about?
1: How did I find out that I was trans? Um, it's actually funny because I just saw the person that um, led me to find out about my identity like two days ago. It was it was a professor? Um, it was an English professor that. I was having trouble in her class. I had and Where was this? At Queens College. Um, Chassidy Whitaker is her name. She's an English professor and I had already had her a semester prior. So the second semester I had her, I was having trouble reading a book. So she, um, told me to watch a movie and write a paper and she gave me, like, things that she wanted in the paper. I was just like, okay. And it was Boys Don't Cry. I've never watched the movie. I, d- I didn't know what she was talking She kind of, like, was explaining it to me before she told me to watch it. And I was just like, I don't know. She was like, it's about a boy that's trying to pass. And I was just like, what? I thought he was, like, dying. But um, I watched it, and right after I watched it, I started doing, like, research about, like, what transgender means. What does it mean to be transgender? And... But while I was reading it, I was like, holy shit, that's me.
0: Like. And where were you doing research? In my house. On I your watch- computer?
1: Yeah, I watched it on my computer. And then literally it just started opening up tabs. And that's how I learned about what transgender means.
0: And were you the professor that... How do you watch Boys Don't Cry? That wasn't an assignment she gave to your whole class. She just gave that to you specifically.
1: Specifically. And I asked her when I saw her, two days ago, for the first time in years, I, I saw her two, two days ago, and I, and that was one of the questions that I asked her. I said, why, why'd why you give me that specific movie? And she said, from the essays that I was writing, it seemed like I needed to watch, and I was like, how'd you know? She was just like, I felt it so I gave it to you to watch. So I don't know how long it would have taken if she didn't recommend it or tell me to watch it for me to realize like that's who I was.
0: And so once you started Googling after watching this and watching videos, what was kind of the next step once you were like, wow, this is that's me.
1: Well, My mom, like, after I came out to her as a lesbian, like, because of the religion, like, Islam being like a religion where where you, it's kind of vague whether that's o it's okay to be a lesbian or or not or. It's really looked down upon. She was telling me that I should see a therapist to fix myself, and um, when I read like that, that was a requirement to transition, was to see a therapist. I kind of just took advantage of her offer and was like, okay, and she chose a an Arabic speaking therapist that was actually egyptian as well and i was just like damn and i was just like no well like there's there's ethics like that you have to follow certain things like you can't judge me or you know not write a letter for me or whatever and she ended up being a great therapist that helped me in my transition up. a lot a lot
0: and did you see her were you speaking in Arabic when you would see her or did you speak in English no
1: No, she was like she grew up here she had an understanding of the community and like the LGBT community and like she was very open minded and willing like she genuinely wanted to help me and yeah it was a good therapeutic experience Mm
0: -hmm. yeah um, so then your mom wanted you to go to therapy for a different reason. You end up getting what you need out of it. And then how did that play out from there?
1: With my mom? hmm Um, she wasn't too happy about it because my mom actually came with me for the intake. So she got to meet my therapist and, um, and my therapist just told her straight up, like, I'm not... Fixing like we're we're not in the business of like changing people, so like my mom actually took me to another therapist, another Egyptian therapist, and he was awful, like he was he was willing to change me, like he told me straight up like like we um I think he said the first step is to start dressing differently, and I was just like, no, like I'll go to the like And she was just like, no, I think he's better. No. So I stuck with the other therapist.
0: Um, And so when, how did, um, how did the process of like start like coming out to your mom as trans instead of lesbian go? And how did your process, like going on tea, uh, I'm guessing, I don't know if that was before or after you talked to your mom about being trans.
1: I think me coming out to her five years at, five, f- five years prior as a lesbian um, worked in my favor because it kind of prepared her mental um, and kind of got her thinking like, my child is not quote unquote normal or like my other children, you know, so when I came out to her as trans um i I feel like I don't know I think i I feel like she was more understanding but I feel like there's a difference between understanding and accepting. So I gave her her space after I told her. I actually took my shot the next day. I just felt like I needed to tell her at at least before. And but um I kept pushing back the date for my first shot of tea because I couldn't tell her because I didn't want to hurt her. And then I was just like you know what I'm gonna just tell her the day before. And um It, it, it's it been a journey for her and I'm just like respecting her beliefs and like her culture so she would say hurtful things of course like not intentionally but because she was still like understanding and coming around to the accepting part so it's very different when you don't have parents that grew up here, or when you have parents that are very like into a culture and like the culture doesn't align with, you know, like the LGBT community.
0: Well, we're like stuff. some of the messages that you are getting from your mom that come from that part of her background.
1: That it's unacceptable to change how God made you uh, is that uh, a big one is like just my mom is very careful about like how she's perceived by other people, so like family, friends, or, like, people in the neighborhood, even, like, neighbors, so, like, that's made me so paranoid, and I I already feel like I'm an avoidant person to begin with, so, like, I feel like because I was transitioning, like, I had to avoid people for my mom's sake, just so I don't make her look away because she's very, like, what are people gonna say about how I raised you and like everything that you do reflects who I am. And I'm just like, but I'm not doing anything wrong, but I feel like my transition has really put my mom like in perspective, sometimes more than putting myself first. So like that's been a struggle, but, um, going back to your question just like sometimes you'll just say like certain lines from the Quran about like how someone should not dress a certain way or change the way that God made them and and like sometimes she'll just be like She'll just say like things that are like hurtful, but she does she she just she doesn't mean it like she doesn't mean to hurt me, but it's just like you have these expectations for your child before they're even here, so to change your whole mind within a fraction of the time that they've lived is hard so that's where it stems from
0: what do you believe in regards to your beliefs about God or about um, the world and where it comes from and your place in it in regards specifically to trans people or
1: yourself well I still I still believe in Islam and being being a Muslim means that you're also a Jew and a Christian you you take all those beliefs collectively and something that's in all of those religions is that the only judge is God so I tell that to my mom and I say like you're judging me but you have no right to judge me. So you're actually sitting right now. And, like, another, another, like, staple in the religion is, like, your intentions are more important than what you do. Some people do great things with bad intentions. So, like, I feel like as long as my intentions are good, God knows that because God knows your intentions. So I don't feel like my transition was to hurt anyone or to hurt myself like i feel like if anything god would probably be happy with me like transitioning and making myself happier than i once was um but yeah overall like i feel like if my identity is not hurting someone else or pretty much hurting someone else or bothering someone, then I don't think it should be judged at all. And in terms of like the LGBT community in like, someone's sexual orientation shouldn't be judged or even even be a topic of conversation for anyone that's not them, yeah.
0: That's my belief. Yeah, Um, tell me about when you told your siblings in respect like was it before or after you told your mom
1: I told all my siblings except one before my mom and the sibling that I didn't tell so I still never came out to them um, but um yeah it's definitely easier um, it was definitely easier for me to come out to my siblings first because they're definitely more open minded. They were accepting of me liking girls and like having girlfriends and stuff, but um it it was definitely a, a learning experience for them and still to this day because sometimes they'll mess up on pronouns and they lack like certain understanding of like certain things with me being trans so but i i get it i think that's something that's very important for all trans people to understand that just because you're going through the transition like you just have to step back sometimes and give people what you want for them to give you so if you want people to understand your transition you have to understand where their head is at. they've known you for x amount of years like it's 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 hard so um yeah whether it was like my siblings or my mom like I just um came came out and like just had that understanding that it's not gonna be easy mm
0: mm-hmm. Um who are some of the most important people in your life to you now?
1: My girlfriend. She definitely validates my gender around people and like even my mom. My mom will like be around us and and and, and she'll be like she and then my girlfriend would just keep talking, and then she'll be like, "He," and then my mom like'll pick it up, so she's pretty important um obviously my my mom and my family, and I think the the program the cuny l g b t q leadership program is is important, even though we see each other every so often, just having that support from people that don't know you but just you know like just support you and you feel that every single time we meet my friends that are still around and accept me yeah
0: you have some friends from like middle school high school days that you still hang out with
1: yeah I do and then I have friends that just a few that don't That didn't accept me and I lost a few friends but that's okay but I'm happy for the friends that like I do have because every so often when we when we speak they'll tell me like oh there's a trans person in my class and like it's not that they're outing them they say it to me because they're excited that they know that someone else is trans and they have that, like, knowledge because of me, because of because, because I'm sharing my experience with them. So I'm very happy to, like, be able to do that because it's just, like, a domino effect. One person, like, can teach someone else and then it's just, like, you never know. And then it's like there's some friends that I know like their parents and like their families and it's like it's like it it's like how many people can you reach and educate just by being you and
0: sharing your life mm-hmm. Um I would love to hear a little bit about what your What's really important to you now, whether that's like what you're studying or what you're into or what you see yourself doing, like what, whether that's work or your partner, like projects or like what you're really excited about?
1: Well, I finally figured out that I want to do something the field of like law so ultimately I want to be a judge and um, I'm going to law school after I finish um, college by the end of next semester so I'll be taking my LSATs and in terms of what I'll be practicing I would love to help out and like do something along the lines of like Helping the, the, the LGBT community. Um, and I want to start a non-profit. I already have the idea. But I can't say it. Because someone will steal my idea. But it, it, it has to do with catering. To um, trans youth. Um, specifically. Ones that are interested in. Like athletics. So. That's like my life goal like i can't die before i do that but yeah those are my goals
0: awesome and how long have you and your girlfriend been together
1: uh like six months yeah we've been together for six months
0: is there anything that you feel like you want to talk about regarding your identity. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about the program that I met you through, which is the this is the first year, you know, the first time that CUNY has ever done this is put together this LGBTQ specific leadership development program together. So I would love to hear about, you know, what that's been like for you, but I want to give you the opportunity to talk about anything, whether that's like if you want to talk about like medical stuff, if you want to talk about like family stuff or partners or interests or you know anything that you want to go over um, anything that feels important to tell me where you work and what, where you want to work you talked a little about that if there's anything you want to share experiences getting medical care if you want or can I just ask Yeah. Like,
1: it should just be, like, from my... Pr- like, oh, like, this is... A, but, like, not really more of, like, an advice thing, right? You can share
0: whatever you, whatever you
1: want.
0: Oh, um... It will be from your perspective, no matter what.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that overall... um even though it's it's hard to never mind never mind (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah.
0: anything about like safety anything that you want to you don't have to share about any if nothing is calling you (laughs) I just want to give you an opportunity to you know
1: I think self love is important That's what I wanted to say for not just trans people, but um, just anyone. But I think that's helped me a lot. And just, I fall in and out of it. It's hard to be all like jolly all the time. Like you, 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 you get down sometimes, but I think that's what attracted like, a better environment for me to like transition and and it's attracted a, a good partner a good girlfriend for me and like just like a more peaceful transition just like loving yourself and just being easy on yourself on myself and um so I wanted to say that about myself and also project that to anyone that's going through it
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah are there any like particular challenges that you want to talk about or any particular strategies for figuring out how to do the self-love that you're talking about
1: I think realizing that this transition is or anyone's transition whether it's like female to male male to female or even being like lesbian or gay or anywhere on the spectrum really like it's not easy and you have to keep it real with yourself and like realize that and and know that it's easier to love yourself than to hate yourself or to or to take, take in the hate that people, like, pass on to. Because it happens. And if you have that, then it's pretty much, like, a shield for anything that comes your way with it. Whether it's, like, unsupportive parents or unsupportive friends or, like, a comment that someone can make on the train to a stranger. Um, but... There's books, there's like affirmations you can do, there's YouTube videos, um, but something that me and you have spoke about before was like monitoring your self talk, and just like when you personally when I, when I when I have like negative thoughts or like if when I was going through like dysphoria and stuff, like when I would have those thoughts I would just be like literally like tell myself in my head x like like x out that thought and it works just like and then after you x out the thought like i just like give myself a good thought like and like validate myself cuz nobody else will not 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 like you will not like y- you will and you believe it more when it's you so I think that's very important. That played a very important part in my transition, and it still does. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I would love to hear about what um, what being in the program has been like for you. Um, you know, I guess also being one of the few out trans people in the program or, you know, anything that's been hard, anything that's been awesome I know that's four questions
1: Mm -hmm. I love the experience, honestly and the, the 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 benefits have been too many like, just from getting that support that I spoke about, from like people that don't like fully know you like they've you you just met these people and every time we meet we just i i i personally feel it it's just like genuine support and like care from 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 people that don't even identify like specifically the same way that i do but you just feel it and personally i've i've um i've heard and i've also like experience like differences between like trans people and the rest of the community and this is the first place where there's not a I don't feel that I don't feel like we're any different or like there's any shade or like anything like that so that was very good for for me being like the only trans person that's like out in the in the program but also like having you there um was definitely like I' say helpful, but like like I embrace your your point of view because even though we we don't identify exactly the same, it was just like having that other perspective there and that other side but um there's been a lot of like opportunities to network to meet Meet people that are that identify um with the community, and that's very inspiring to see professional people like you you only see that like on t v once in a while so and it's like people that are in our field of study that you know we could look up to um yeah it was a great experience I would do it all over again
0: um, what was the best if you could like, think of like one of the best parts for you or the best part for you
1: I think it's when we did the skits when we acted out the skits um about, like, if you saw, like, a trans person in the bathroom, like, how would you react? Um, Even though I didn't participate, it was very interesting, like, watching, and I think it was a good way to really, like, put our reactions into perspective and our values and what we like really question what we would do in a situation like that, because we might not talk about it in the group or tell anyone in general, but like i'm I'm sure that's very possible to happen to anyone in the group where right? and it, and some people have said like it's happened to them, so and then the fact that uh you and David also like included um the, the the Muslim person on the train with the hijab and that kind of like related to me and, and and my religion so like I like that you guys like thought about not just like the community but just like just people in general like what's what can you do in a situation like that um and it made me like think out e- even more outside the box after that like because I already have that, like, instilled in me, like, that I'm all for the underdog. So, like, I like that that was there, especially because that, like, new thing with, like, the bathrooms and stuff. So, yeah, that was my
0: favorite part. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um, You mentioned that this group... It's like a mixed, like, LGBT and Q space is one of the ones that has felt like there's a lot of understanding and not as much shade between, like, people who identify differently. Um, you talk about, like, how you see yourself in relation to... Like other queer, like queer community in New York, and what kinds of queer things do you do, or do you not do queer things? And what does your do you are you friends with other trans people? Things like that.
1: I actually mentor two trans people, Um, they're much younger than I am, but um, those are my trans friends in New York. Um,
0: Do you do that like through a program or just people that you met?
1: No. They just both are like friends of mine that they just come to, like they like they, they will call me like their mentor i don't know how it happened, but i'm I'm glad that I'm there for them, but they're also my friends, so um those are my trans friends in new York
0: and how did you meet them?
1: One of them is actually um my friend's brother wait, wait, wait my my brother's friend sorry my brother's friend they were friends since like elementary school and then the other one i met at a previous employer that i had
0: and are they trans masculine yeah people? both
1: yeah um i don't really do queer things um But I actually went to an event with Mitch Drazen. And, um, I don't know. I guess I was feeling kind of, like, in a gay mood. I don't know. Like, not in a gay mood, but I just wanted to be around, like, more gay people. Because, obviously, there was, like, gay people at the event. And I just walked to, um, the Stonewall Inn. And, like, I got a drink there. And, um... I was just like this is cool like I didn't really before that I never really went to like gay bars or anything but I was just like it's not bad like being around gay people because before that I didn't really feel like I fit in so and that's something that the group did do for me like Just being around like twenty other people that like all identified differently but all in the same community, like I feel like I fit in. So yeah, who knows? Maybe if maybe if I didn't if I wasn't part of the group had I had went to Stonewall after the event. Maybe not. But
0: Were you with us the day you were with us the day that we also went? In front of Stonewall with, yeah. with Jay.
1: I had went before Joel. that. Yeah, I had went before that. Yeah, I was there that day for the, the tour. Yeah, that was... Oh, I would have picked that as my favorite part, but that was another good experience.
0: What, what was, like, your big takeaway from, from hearing about Jay's life and walking around where she'd lived?
1: I think it was her strength and just like her being an older person that identifies and just hearing about like her experience. um
0: uses all kinds of pronouns. Okay, <laughs> so
1: um, just hearing about her experience and how different it was then and now, it made me really appreciate the time that we're in right now um, even more because of the sacrifices that her and her colleagues at the time like had to go through um and and take so yeah I I walked away from that tour like feeling like really really appreciative of everything that people before us did so
0: um have you been inspired by any like recent historical or political movements. I know you mentioned being grateful for the time that we're in now and what people went through before. Um, now we're in a, another another time. And what that's like as a trans person, as an Islamic person, um, any kinds of political or social beliefs or values or that are important to you about this particular time in history. Um, I guess, is there, an, have you been inspired by any recent historical or social political movements? No.
1: Can you give me an example? Because I'm, like, I guess, like, the presidency would be one, but I'm not moved by that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, like... Maybe a, another way to ask is what kinds of political, what kinds of change do you want to see happen in New York City for any communities that you're a part of?
1: more policies catered to lgbtq people would definitely be one um and like the agenda being passed that's new york state but still um i have a good answer for that yeah
0: yeah no that's okay um i would love to ask about cuny specifically like what what do you think cuny needs to do to be more welcoming of trans people or more welcoming of islamic people
1: i personally think that cuny does a good job with like islamic people um but that could be maybe just like my school but I've been to a few other campuses and I think they do a good job at that um uh, in terms of LGBT people LGBTQ people I I feel like there needs to be an education for the for professors and like staff I feel they lack with that because there's like professors that are teaching there for decades and they don't know how to talk to a trans person or what a trans person is. So um, I th- I think they should definitely incorporate that somewhere like an educational piece for professors. I think they did a good job with like posting the signs um, for the bathrooms, so that was good and they're working on, like, the Blackboard and, like, CUNY First name stuff. So that's good. I, I don't think that trans people should have to pay $10 for a new ID once they trans. I feel like if you can show proof, maybe, that you transition and you need a new ID. I know it's $10, but still. Like, think of all the trans people in Q- like. They're definitely capitalizing, but, like, there should be a free ID for that. Um, And education, too, um, the CUNY officers, too. You mean security, like, security officers? Yeah, the the CUNY security officers, because someone did tell me about a situation with um, them not understanding um, different gender identities, so just to be on the safe side. So there's no like embarrassing moment or like anyone's put on the spot, so.
0: Is there anything that's happened at CUNY that you'd like to share? Um, Anything in a classroom or in a building or that was uncomfortable for you? I'm guessing you started like your medical transition and identifying as male while you were at Queens College?
1: Yeah. But just a few days ago, I'm in a group a, a, a group chat, and um, one of my partners for this group project sends a document, and he has all of our names on it, and then I see, like, my birth name. And I'm like, first, how'd you get that? And it turns out that he got it from my CUNY email. So the CUNY email still has my, you know, birth name on it, and that was, I had to, like, private message him and be like, can you change the name? And that could be outing me in a way, because if he Googles the meaning of my name, it's, like, a female name. So, yeah, that was something else that they should definitely fix or just give, these people give give us a, another um email address
0: it when you do your name change with cuny
1: oh you do get one
0: no i'm asking you so you changed your name with cuny and then didn't get a new email address or you weren't able to change your name with cuny yet i
1: didn't change my name with cuny but i still think that if you have a preferred name they should take that into consideration mm-hmm or if you write to someone, there should be like a page or something where you can request a different email with, or maybe like a first initial.
0: So what's it like when you go to a new class in the beginning of the semester and they have a role and they have your old name?
1: No, they have my new name. They, they Well, they have my preferred name. I like filled out a document for that. So, no, they always, that's why I was surprised when he had my because I was like you're a student like how'd you I would understand if it was a professor but yeah so that can be unsafe like if someone is appearing female and their email is like John like that's that can be unsafe Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so definitely that but overall like good experience I, using the bathroom nobody's ever said anything, done anything professors, some professors in I was trans and like were very nonchalant about it, like nobody treated me different because of it, if, if anything they like respected it more so yeah good experience at CUNY
0: and you're graduating
1: F- fall 2017
0: almost done
1: yeah i can't wait seriously yeah yeah it's been a long time yeah yeah
0: um is there anything you know is there anything else that you want to share anything about accessing healthcare. um anything
1: about partners um for the healthcare question i was surprised to know how many resources are out there because you're not told like when you figure out who you are you're not there's no like magical message that like tells you where you can go or what you can do but
0: where you can get a script for T or where you can get surgery or...
1: Exactly. So, the resources are there and I was very surprised to see how many resources are there to... And and who actually really caters to um, trans people, but um...
0: What was the process for you um, starting T like with with the... With interfacing with the Healthcare community?
1: It was actually pretty easy. I had, um, Cecilia Gentili, which is pretty known in the trans world. She was my, um, case manager at the clinic I was going to, so she guided me through anything I needed. She got it done for me, but, um, I I'm I'm still learning like how many how many chem shops and and like pharmacies in New York like fill fill those scripts and like where I can go for like other medical trans needs and like it's there and it's it's been very great to know Like, if something doesn't go right for me in, like, one place, I can go somewhere else. And, like, maybe that's the beauty of, like, being in New York and New York being so, like, diverse and having these resources, but I'm more at ease. Like, I think living in New York City has made me more at ease being trans because... If if it's not one place it's it's another place. Or if it's not one person that can get something done for you, it's someone else. And you just never No, I'm not too long ago you actually helped me with um finding that um doctor and I was stuck with a bad doctor. So just like me and you both living in New York, it's like We collectively like have our own like resources and like networks so yeah
0: yeah i've felt lucky living here too for that absolutely absolutely um well if there's anything you want to close with you don't have to um anything you want people to take away anything you want to share with anyone who would hear this interview
1: as cliche as it sounds be yourself and don't be yourself and and don't let other people alter your ideal self or, or like how you view yourself or who you want to be, whether it's, like, identity, sexual orientation, or just any goals. um, And self-love. Self-love for whoever you are. That's important.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Miles. It was a pleasure learning more about your life and thank you for sharing it with us.
1: No problem. Thank you, Oh.